just tweeted, Trump just tweeted, looks to me like it's going to be sleepy, creepy Joe over crazy Bernie. Everyone else is fading fast. <laughs> Weighing in with 543 sleepy, days to go. Sleepy, creepy Joe. He's <laughs> finally got it. Because sleepy Joe, I heard, and I was like, nah. That's all right, but sleepy, creepy Joe. Oh, boy. Oh, man. You know, that's that's why they say, Jack, writing is rewriting. I never, <laughs> I hated the whole rough draft and final draft thing in school because I had a condition that has now been identified by doctors as laziness. <laughs> um, and I could get away with just writing one draft and getting a pretty good grade. I, but... I have never done a first draft, then a final draft. You know, I, I, I should have, but I didn't. I have turned in final drafts <laughs> and retroactively faked first drafts. Yes. I've done that oh, yes. more which often. Is, which is yep. way more work yes, than absolutely. if you've done it the correct <laughs> way. But much way more, more challenging in its way. When they want to have the first Let draft. Let me see. Now I need to write a sloppier, more poorly constructed version of this. <laughs> just write this one with more cross-outs. <laughs> right, exactly. Now just cross-out, write. Uh, yeah, right. um, so so I, I should mention the poll that the president is referencing. Poll out just came out last night. Biden blowing past Bernie in New Hampshire which is where Bernie is supposed to be strong. And um, and uh, so Bernie, or I mean, Biden way ahead of him in Iowa and New Hampshire now. So. Now, there are 543 days until the 2020 election. There are 200 and some? No, that does, uh, doesn't work. How many days are there till the, uh, the primary in New Hampshire? Because that's I, February, March? February, March, somewhere in there, yeah. Because yeah. like Iowa's at the I end of January, up, I think. Who cares? And the debates start next month. But yeah. it's now Biden 36, Bernie 18. Old sleepy, creepy Joe. I think a couple, you having a good time, Joe? I think a couple of things Bernie said about the, the bomber getting a vote and just were like, oh, okay. China good folks. The Chinese government are good folks. What? Um. So, anyway, we got a long way to go. So, uh... Earlier, Marshall did this absolutely bizarre story, and it, it was uh, had to do with a, a charter school foundation fundraiser, and the initials of the foundation's name matched some bizarro, bizarro online theory on the dark corners of the web, and they've had to sh- shut down their fundraiser because of threats and whatever. It's just, <sighs> the internet needs to be unplugged. Um, but speaking of charter schools... The great state of Corruptifornia. Sometimes I call it Corruptifornia, sometimes Cali-Unicornia, depending on whether I'm talking about how corrupt it is or how unrealistic it is. This is both. Now, there are some measures making their way through the government of, of Corruptifornia, dealing with charter schools and making sure that they're overseen in a smart and healthy way. There are aspects of it that make sense and and are fine. You know, I'm for fewer regulations in general, but I can see your point, and I think it's more or less harmless, and, and those ideas are um, they're fine. We could talk about it, but who cares? And on the other hand, according to the Los Angeles Times, though there are some good ideas in the bills, there are also too many vindictive, nasty moves against charters, many of them many of which have provided safe, well-run havens of education in areas that desperately need them, where there are terrible public schools and people are trapped because the unions won't permit school choice or anything like that. They're staunchly against that, and they don't care how many generations of little kids they screw. 
And so, again, you got a couple of good things in these bills and some downright vicious ones. This is according to the liberal L.A. Times, all backed by the California Teachers Association, a union that represents teachers at many traditional public schools. But very, very few charters. Biggest teachers union in the country. Right. They, yeah, it's obviously an effort to shut them down. Well, who's, who wrote this legislation? Who's number one sponsor? One Kevin McCarty. And folks, I don't care where you live or who you are, this is how politics works. Let's take a look at the last election cycle. Who heaped more money on Kevin McCarty than you will ever see in your life, maybe? Now, that's probably an exaggeration, depending on how successful you are, but let's see. Who gave Kevin McCarty money? Well, there's the uh, California State Pipe Trades Council. Okay, that's a pipe fitters union. Then the State Building and Construction Trades Council. There's another trade union. California State Council of Service Employees. Okay, Public Employees Union. There's a health care union. And, and all of these are fifteen to $25,000 donations, thus donations, bribes. Sorry, they're bribes. Then we get into uh, Association of Electrical Workers. Then there's a different pipefitters union. Then a different domestic workers local union. And I'm going in order. I'm not skipping anything. Um, then the California State Council of Laborers. Then the Northern California Carpenters Regional Council. All right, here we go. Now. With uh, almost eleven grand, the Association of California School Administrators. There's a f- Food and Commercial Workers Union. All unions. Um, there's another union, California School Employees Union, California Faculty Union. Then there's the Consumer Attorneys of California, local engineers. Uh, there's the American Federation of State and County and Municipal Employees. There's another council of them, then the California Federation of Teachers, then the California Teachers Association. This guy is a bought and paid for union, especially public employee union. Ho. He goes to the Capitol. He writes the legislation. They well, he doesn't write it. They write it. And then he demands it gets passed in the one party system. You want to know why your kids are trapped in crappy schools? especially in urban areas, call Kevin McCarty and ask him. He knows because he does it, because he's a prostitute. He's a political prostitute who puts the union contributions in front of the needs of little kids. Shame on you, Kevin McCarty. So it's public knowledge, right? You can look at anybody and see who donated money to them? I'm looking at it right now. It's surprising more people don't do that. You know, I stopped. Because it often explains a person's position. I stopped reading. Here's the California Teachers Association for Better Citizenship. And it goes on and on and on. Finally, finally, it's AT&T. It's not a union. Somebody else gave him some money. So he's got like five different school unions supporting him to the tune of many tens of thousands. And, and, And I happen to know he lives in a completely safe district, too. How about that, folks? All he has to do is announce for his candidacy, and he's going to win. But he raises many tens of thousands of dollars. It's very strange. It's hard to explain. If you're a fish, if you're a living, breathing human, it's pretty easy. So we got this new poll out. Um, It's a gazillion days away to the election, all that sort of stuff. There are a couple of nuggets in it that I find kind of interesting slash amusing. I do enjoy a nugget. I can hit you with. Oh, and you know, we've had listeners ask us to talk about the Anaheim cops who were fu- who were fired for during a car chase in a residential neighborhood, firing off seventy six rounds at a guy who I don't think was shooting back. 
No, he had nothing more than a BB gun. I'm bothered by car chases in general, police yeah. chases. So. so so, we've had people say, hey, you guys support the cops. What do you think of this one? Mm. Okay, we'll talk about it. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, you know what I should have mentioned is that uh, the website I was looking at for the campaign contribution stuff was votesmart.org. We'll have a link at armstrongandgetty.com. We'll get that up for you in a little bit. But um, you can find out where politicians' money come from. It's pretty revealing. So the election is so far away, and we're we're mocking some of the coverage of it because it is so far away. 543 days. But uh, the Democrats will choose a candidate to run against Trump much sooner than that. And the, the winnowing begins in a couple of weeks with the first debate. So. In the words of Sleepy Creepy Joe, it's a big effing deal, the, the it, Democratic primary. So it depends on how you look at it, how how close we are. But um, Biden was leading big in Iowa. Really not that surprising. But Bernie and him were almost tied in New Hampshire last poll. Where new poll came out last night. It's now Biden 36, Bernie 18. I mean, Mm. just Bernie fell way back. So Biden is starting to, well, really, I mean, he's got a huge lead nationally and a huge lead in the first several states. So that's that you you can't call him anything other than the front runner. Bernie's like when you're vacationing and you just love a place and you you get some brochures on uh, real estate. You're thinking maybe maybe we ought to buy a house here or something. Then you get home and you think about it, and you realize it'd be a dumb idea. That's what Bernie is. But a couple of things that would seem like they're emerging trends that are going to stay true. Two-thirds of New Hampshire primary voters say the most important thing is who will beat Trump. They don't care about the issues the person has. Wow. Two-thirds who will beat Trump. Which is kind of a backwards way of getting the issues, because you're choosing the candidate that you think has the issues that play to the most of America, right? Yeah, it is It is a bit of a, it's when you have two mirrors across from each other and you get the whole uh, infinite thing going. Um, so I guess but you I, it makes sense in a way because, listen, any of these people from an ideological point of view are going to be better than Trump. So, you know, picking the candidate I agree with 100%, he happens to be a, you know, the unelectable monster. <laughs> but it's <laughs> so interesting. So some people are saying... Biden, I'm to the way to the left of Biden or slightly to the left of Biden, but I want somebody who's going to win. My politics wouldn't win. That's what that's what voters are saying, right? My politics would not win a general election. Yeah. Which is interesting. Well, you might say I'm ahead of my time. All right. I'm so brilliant. The rest of the world hasn't caught up to me. So some guy named Goldberg who writes would probably be good for the late edition of Clips of the Week. (laughs) Some guy named Goldberg who writes for the Boston Herald, who uh, follows the New Hampshire primary and is one of your, you know, grizzled old veterans of this sort of thing, said right now, Joe Biden is the only major Democratic presidential contender who seems to be interested in and capable of pursuing a strategy of normalcy, which is what Democrats are looking for. Mm. Normalcy, somebody that could get elected. And Biden is the only way and the only one that's doing it. The rest of the field seems to think that Twitter likes and retweets will count as primary votes. And that there's an appetite in the country for left-wing radicalism. 
Uh, rather than vow to keep the economic boom going while returning Washington to normalcy and enacting reasonable reforms with bipartisan support, that is what B- B- Biden's talking about. Wow, you're talking crazy talk now. They talk about socializing medicine, making slavery reparations, forgiving student loans, banning guns through executive orders, and implementing a Green New Deal. Free college. And it, impeachment. <laughs> you know, I was shocked, at, and I said so at the time, that even the immensely practical, uh, moderate, Midwestern Amy Klobuchar was she was forced to say yeah 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 I'm in favor of that stuff yeah it's aspirational but let's uh, let's work in that direction she, you know she's glancing back and forth nervously uh, what should I say what should I say because you know for the uh, at least a brief period anyway seemed like as a Democrat you just had to be on board with the farthest left foolishness that anybody was puking up and now well Biden's advantage might be that he's sold been around so long. That he's just not paying any attention to that crowd that's making the biggest noise. Sure. And thinking, I've got to be like them or I'll get run out of town, which is the opposite is happening in the polls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've heard athletes talk about the first time you fall behind in the Super Bowl, you panic. You want to vomit all over yourself. All you can think about is, oh, my God, we might lose. The second time it happens, you know, the second time you're in the game or whatever, you think, oh, no problem. There's plenty of time. It's the game. And so, yeah, Biden's been through these things a number of times. And I would point out, and I've been saying this from the beginning, and I will stand by these words as well. He has been through it several times, and he has done very, very poorly. And the gaffes, the I'm folksy, I'm off script, I say what I want thing that is charming. And I mean that. It's charming. Um, He says dumb stuff all the time. Somebody has to win, though. Somebody will get the nomination. Yeah, I just think if it's Biden, he'll be so damaged by himself in the eyes of the American people, he will not win. Uh, you know, I could be wrong. Predicting's a pretty iffy business in politics, but... That's a heck of a thing. It's hard to imagine that Bernie's going to go back up again. He's been around. He ran a full election. Everybody's had a really good, strong look at him, and he's dropped to half of Biden's support. It's just hard to imagine that that's going to change. But we'll see. We got a long way to go. Yeah, yeah, a lot of, th- and that's that's what it's easy to forget. It's not just time that will pass. A lot of things will happen. Yeah, world events like war with Iran or North Korea or whatever. Idiotic statements. Uh, Yang's at one percent. Tim Ryan's at one percent. I didn't know Tim Ryan existed. Hickenlooper's at one percent. He watches porn with his mom. Yeah. Uh, Corey Booker wants to actually come into your home and take your guns. He's at two percent. Amy Klobuchar is mean to her staff. She's at two percent. Mean to her staff. Beto O'Rourke can. Uh, can you imagine that, Michael? Mean to the staff is <laughs> yeah, a complaint. I can imagine it. Shut up. Beto O'Rourke can skateboard, and you can't. He's at two percent. Kamala Harris. Beto is at two percent in in New Hampshire or nationally. New Hampshire. Two percent for Beto. Hey, Vanity Fair. When am I on the cover? Give me six weeks, I'll have 2%. Kamala Harris used to let Willie Brown sweat on her. She's at 6%. Oh, boy. Elizabeth Warren. You know, I've noticed these descriptions of yours are getting more and more dismissive. Elizabeth Warren is smoking the peace pipe at 8%. (laughs) I think that we may have sent her to her teepee too early. (laughs) Oh, really? I I think she's going to make a a late push and have some, some real say. I would actually like to see somebody do pretty well with... I've got policies. This is what I think about this. This is what I think about this. And this is what I, here's the numbers that I think. It'd be nice if that was kind of a thing that we yeah. discussed. And even if they're not the stuff I agree with, it just would be nice if that was the, the whole, I'm going to get me a beer. We had a lot of fun with, but that shouldn't be the way we decide presidents. Oh, yes, it should. 
So new listeners to the Armstrong and Getty show, maybe this would be a nice time to point this out, because sometimes people, they're freaked out. They're like, oh, are these guys, are they uh, pro-Trump or are they anti-Trump? Are they like conservative or are they? No, here's, here's a perfect example. Uh, uh, what's her name? Focahontas. Um, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren. Warren, who I called. Oh, that's right. I called Jennifer Lawrence Elizabeth Warren the other right. day. Inexplicably. Completely different people. In, in a <laughs> bizarre, <laughs> Freud. troubling Freudian slip of, that I will it still haunts my dreams. But they anyway. Could, they could hardly be more different. Anyway. I hate her politics. Jennifer I think Lawrence? they would be ruined. <laughs> Actually, I hate her politics, too. Oddly enough, um, I can't stand Elizabeth Warren's politics. They would be ruinous to the country. They would usher in violence, oppression, starvation, communism, and horror. But how did you like her in Hunger Games? But I, <laughs> but I really like her approach, her campaign approach. I mean, I not have a her, plan. I think she's she lacks authenticity. She's Passing just out weirdo, t-shirts but, and say I have a plan. Well, she's a yeah, she's but, a uh, policy wank, yeah, wonk, wank. <laughs> See, that's what I was doing when I was thinking of Jennifer Warren, a policy wank. Anyway, bit of an uh, overshare. Anyway, <laughs> listen. Yeah, very unfortunate. If, if you giggling jackals would just step away from your mics, I'm trying to make a point here. I love the I have a plan approach. Yeah, let's talk about that. There's a policy solution for that, and I think you'll like it. I love that approach to campaigning. It's it's a grown up approach. On the other hand, she's a freaking communist. So there's that. On the other hand, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we've got an update on the growing CC, the growing CC. The constitutional crisis? Yes. No, no. North Korea is shaking its tiny fist at the U.S. <laughs> and a startling new study about hospital pricing. Well, next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Got a constitutional crisis, a trade war, oh. a measles outbreak, oh. yep. all happen at the same time. Oh. And the NBC Today show is still on the royal baby. <laughs> <laughs> Even with all that going on. Well, you want to talk about stuff I don't get. Royal baby is still the number one story in the country. Very, very stupid babies. Wow. Uh, news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, we've got an update on the ongoing constitutional crisis, otherwise known as the CC. Democratic. Wait, ha- wait a minute. What, what, you, you just treat it like it, it's, it's going to rain this afternoon. It's a constitutional crisis. We are now in a constitutional crisis. <laughs> Still happening, people. Anyway, you were saying? Democrat, <laughs> Democrat House Speaker. Nancy Pelosi telling reporters she indeed agrees with House Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler's assessment that the U.S. is indeed in a constitutional crisis. This administration wants to have a constitutional crisis because they do not respect the oath of office that they take to protect and defend the Constitution, support the Constitution of the United States. Or, just like in the Obama administration, it's an ongoing try to figure out how the balance of power works and should work. Well, they ask, And everybody will be fine. They ask former FBI director and no fan of Donald Trump. And James, Saint. And Saint. <laughs> James Comey this last night on CNN. Are we in a constitutional crisis, as Jerry Nadler uh, and, and House uh, Speaker Pelosi says, say we are? I actually don't think so. I think we're in a time where our constitutional design, the genius of our founders, is going to be tested. And I think it's up for it, right? The 
Congress has made demands, the newly awakened Congress, thank goodness they're living out the design of the founders, trying to conduct oversight. The executive is resisting, and that battle is going to be fought out in the courts. All three branches of our government are going to be involved. A crisis would be if the United States courts say, no, Mr. President, you must comply with this demand, and he says no then. We're not there. Our system is being stress tested, but it's up for it. Boy, I really feel bad about burning down my neighbor's houses so I could better defend mine from the marauders that are going to come when the Constitution goes away. I, f- I really ought to drop him a note of apology. Well, he's so yeah. clearly right about yeah. that, and the people at CNN must have just hated that. No, not, you're not supposed True. to say... Cut off his mic! You're not supposed to say everything's going to be fine. <laughs> the system is set up for this. Everything will work itself out. That's not what you're supposed to say. We just had a guest on weeping for, because of all of the children that will be called during yes. the Constitutional all War to our, come. All of our guests all day long on every show have said this is a constitutional crisis, and you just said it's not. Thanks, St. James. Meanwhile, you've got Republicans lashing out at fellow GOP Senator Richard Burr for his committee's subpoena of President Trump's son, a move that suggested the Russia investigation is not case-closed, as some in the party insist. Trump said he was very surprised at the move. My son's a very good person, works very hard. The last thing he needs is Washington, D.C. He could rather not ever be involved. He works hard. He gets with Kim Guilfoyle. Come on now. Um, he Don Jr. spoke, was it 20 hours? To Mueller's team. 20 hours. Yeah. So, and Mueller came back and said, no, there's nothing right. there. So now why are they dragging him in front of Congress? I don't get it. Or and, the Senate. And, and a Republican-controlled committee is subpoenaed him. Yeah, so, the, the way the Senate works is is both the high-ranking people have to sign up, sign, sign off on each witness, and they help each other out a lot more than the House does, where they're constantly at each other's they're throats. they're grown-ups. Um, Mostly. Uh, how do you feel about Mueller testifying? Should he testify or not? I go back and forth on this one. Um, I've, I've, I've heard, what's, I've, I've, what's the argument against well, him right, testifying? Yeah. I've heard the argument of, he just led this investigation, why wouldn't you... Then bring him in and ask him questions. What's wrong with that? And I thought, well, okay, that makes sense. But then I've also heard the, well, they decided not to charge. So you then don't, if you haven't been uh, um, charged with anything by your county prosecutor or whatever, mm-hmm. you don't then, he doesn't then go to the media and explain all the stuff that he found out about you and how close you came and all these different things. Right. Right. Even though you didn't commit a crime. That's not the way we do it. Now, maybe we should do it with the president, but we you certainly wouldn't want to do it with individuals. Yeah. You know, I was going to make that point. We just ran out of time a couple of days ago. One of the White House lawyers wrote the attorney general a, a memo that said, listen, there is a fundamental flaw with the Mueller report that nobody's talking about and they can't believe it. Um, and he said the, uh, the special counsel concluded that the evidence, and I quote, prevented it from conclusively determining that no criminal conduct occurred. But conclusively determining that no criminal conduct occurred was not the special counsel's assigned task, because making conclusive determinations of innocence is never the task of a federal prosecutor. Why isn't anybody talking about this? You don't have to prove O.J. was innocent. You just it's whether or not you can prove he was guilty. Right. Or in this case, determine whether it's even worth bringing the charges. Be, you know, a, a rough determination of can we get a conviction? So I just it it would depend on what stuff he'd yeah. be willing to answer when he was questioned. But there's a lot of stuff he shouldn't talk about since no charges were brought. And he's a crazy smart guy, and I think he would say that. 
I think you'd say it'd be inappropriate for me to comment. So are on you that. for him uh, testifying? I don't really have any problem with it. I don't think. I haven't thought about it much. I've kind of assumed that he would show up. But... Wanted to give a heads up for Thronies everywhere. The Game of Thrones is going on tour. The Game of Thrones. <gasps> what does that mean? Do tell. On ice. <laughs> Similar. The Game of Thrones live concert experience. Going to go town to town and hack people with oh, swords. There are a couple of actors that are like also music DJs, like club DJ <laughs> stuff. Is this what it is? There are a couple of them doing music festivals. They're just high. they're just saying it's a live concert experience. Tyrion Lannister it, in yeah, the house. It probably is because it's their third time around. It's going to be the third tour that it's okay. going to kick off. This so it's fall. barely related to yeah, the Game yeah. of Thrones. So, so, some ancillary actors are also club DJs, whatever <laughs> well, that means nowadays. They're going to bring the popular score of. Game Game of Thrones to 20 cities throughout the U.S. and Canada. So right, the sound? theme song? Yeah. So I'm, I'm still confused. Well, the tickets <laughs> go on sale Monday for the tour, Sean. You'll probably want to scoop some up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that probably. Yeah. <laughs> Check that out. On- <laughs> probably. <laughs> you know, in the future as we uh, plan out stories, yes. one of us ought to know what we're talking about. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I like it when people, though, try to capitalize on something that's really hot. Game of Thrones is so hot. I'm a club DJ. I'm going to say it's yeah. It's your chance to. It's a Game of Thrones club DJ. Yeah, what do you got there? I was okay. So I was the, an extra in that uh, that battle scene. I was guy with axe. Okay, so the the series composer is traveling with a live orchestra to do this. Okay, so it's 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 okay. Even that though, how much enjoyment would you get out of that? that live orchestra stuff is pretty cool. But right. like him being in front of some sort of pseudo Iron Throne while he does it probably doesn't really add anything to it. And, and go see some Beethoven, for God's sake. Don't go to that. I'll be there in costume. Uh, so will a lot of people. Yeah, Mike will be dressed as a wildling. <laughs> this is the arm. Yes. Elon Musk is a complete original. They broke the mold. His latest Twitter storm is <laughs> hilarious. Oh, I haven't heard this. Stay with us. I will. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray, and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you. It's Friday, I'm in love. We got a text talking about how brilliant Sean is, so I'll pass that along, Sean. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> love you too. See you Sunday. And how Joe gets it, but I don't. Mm, gets what? Sean's brilliant sense of humor. <laughs> you don't? I or, think you do. Or they have us reversed. That's, oh. also, that's also possible. <laughs> oh, that's most likely. I think Sean's hilarious. Mind your own business, huh? <laughs> None ya. I'm assuming they've got us backwards. Mother's- I'm Joe over here. Hi, everybody. That's Jack. We've been working together forever. I'm wearing a uh, Harry Potter t-shirt. That's me. You are. Is that uh, Hufflepuff? That's uh, Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Okay. I've got three of these t-shirts. Three of these exact t-shirts. So if you see me wear the same t-shirt, I think this is twice this week I've worn this t-shirt, but not the same t-shirt. Because oh. I have three of them. The hallways oh, were I'm whispering. Sorry. You have three copies of that t-shirt in Three that are exactly the same, yes. That's uh, Steve Jobsian, <laughs> yeah. but with Hogwarts I kind of liked it. It was $7 at Target, so. Are you 12? <laughs> 
My kids really like it. So. Boy, if your kids are 12 and they're listening, perhaps now would be a, a, an excellent time to urge them to read the Harry Potter books instead of listening to the next segment. Mm. So, you knew this was, was coming, but a, uh, a mattress actress, a uh, Los Angeles area adult film performer. I like that term better than porn actress because they're not acting. They're actually fornicating. But as you've pointed out, they're pretending to enjoy it. Um, she and her boyfriend uh, uh, made a porn in their Tesla while it was on autopilot. Hashtag relationship goals. Am I right, guys? Huh? <laughs> hey, easy now. Uh, they posted a video of it. it her when, and her boyfriend performing various sex acts. Apparently, there's more than one. When when autom- <laughs> when automated cars news to me. When automated cars really hit the street, that'll be a regular thing. A regular. Thing. Oh yeah, and people there will be showboaters who, who exhibitionists who roll down <laughs> the street doing that intentionally. Uh, they uploaded it to an adult website, which is named I've never heard of this. Pornhub. Great, Scott. Imagine that, a hub of porn. (laughs) Yet. (laughs) And the... uh, Great, Scott. (laughs) Professional fornicator tweeted, Holy S, I made at Tesla the number one search on Pornhub. And she tagged Elon Musk on the post. Now, what would the CEO of any car company do, Jack? Alert the authorities. Alert the authorities and make it clear. The Tesla Corporation does not condone nor appreciate the misuse of this vehicle in an unsafe way. Closed racetrack only. Or, <laughs> or exactly, do not attempt. Closed course only. It's a suburban mom driving a minivan down a street with kids in the back. Do not attempt. Every That's time, why I'm buying the friggin' thing. <laughs> when I see those disclaimers, I, I die a little bit because you know the lawyers are so far... Uh, into them that they have to put on there. Well, right, and it's so stupid. Can you imagine a suburban mom not attempting to drive a minivan with kids down the street? No, but what it means is that if you uh, crashed your car, you could say, well, I watched an ad where a mom looked in the back seat, and I did that too, and I crashed, so now I'm suing Crest Toothpaste or whoever. Goodbye, sweet America. Goodbye. Yeah, it's amazing. Anyway, I, I had really done a pretty good setup of the uh, the end of this story. You're absolutely right, but... Well, but we're back where, to the where, sex in the where Tesla. Where were we? Oh no, it was very important that I do this first. It was the first. fact that Elon Musk should alert would alert the authorities if he was a decent human being and express that the that the Musk Corporation and Tesla condemned. Of no, they tweeted. Turns out there's more ways to use autopilot than we imagined. <laughs> I find it very hard to believe you did not imagine that, Elon Musk. Well, and then the company, uh, Tesla, their official uh, tweet, which is uh, different than Elon, said, reporting you to Elon for not having two hands on the wheel with the autopilot enabled. Hashtag PH worthy. Does that mean Pornhub worthy? I guess. So the Tesla company says, hey, get your hands back on the wheel. Are you talking about the test for a base or an acid? (laughs) Oh, a pH. Hey, oh, e. Uh, minutes later, Musk tweeted again. Uh, Should have. Oh, after saying, "Turns out there's more way to use autopilot than we imagined." He said, "Should have seen it coming." Yeah, surely um, you did. It's like one of the couple first things I thought of when I heard about automotive cars: sex in the car, or being drunk in the car, or sleeping in the car. Now, you, but currently, you're supposed to have your hands on the steering wheel. Then what's the point? The um, the Elon Musk tweet, and I really, we generally don't traffic in this sort of thing because we like all sorts of different people to enjoy the the award winning Armstrong and Getty show. But 
Should I even bring it up? Nah, never mind. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Michael, the board operator. Uh, nah, I'm not gonna. I'm just not gonna. Uh, it was a main. It was mainly a straight road, but it had a lot of traffic. Said the uh, professional fornicator. We had a lot of cars driving by us. The professional fornicator. Yes. Um. Uh, she's not. She said that most of the feedback to the video has been mostly positive. She's not crazy about the production values, though. Looking at it now, I feel we could have made it better. Maybe we'll make another one. She said. Well, at least she's a pro. At least she takes pride in her work, which is fornicating in front of video cameras. But you know, during these difficult, uh, you know, this tough job market, you take the work you can get. How much do porn people make these days? I don't know. How's there any money in it? Isn't it like going to the beach and selling sand? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I don't know. No, th- apparently there is. I know the webcam thing is is where the profit is these days, where you it's kind of more person-to-person web connection. Got this text. It makes me laugh that Jack has to disclaim not being a child when it comes to wearing shorts in a public. That is why I haven't worn shorts in public for many years, because that's a children's outfit. Uh, however, somewhat ironic, coming from a man who eats peanut butter crunch, Fruit Loops, and comes to work twice in the same Harry Potter t-shirt in the same week. All right. I'm sorry. I was closing tabs. Did anybody criticize you for your, your fascist dislike of emojis as well? Uh, no. Yes. Again, because you say you're a grown man. Peanut butter crunch, indeed. There was something else. I can't I'm... talk. I've got bulk boxes of Reese's Puffs cereal in my apartment. <sighs> Reese's Another Puffs. child's yeah. cereal. Yeah. Why don't you eat a grown-up cereal that has every bit as much sugar and the same stuff in it? Yeah, a lot it's just of just differently do. shaped <laughs> and has different marketing on the cover. I've fallen for Read that. Read the ingredients, folks. I've fallen for that so many times with because with my kids on Saturday morning they get to have a healthy bowl of cereal followed by an unhealthy bowl of cereal. Really? And if I if I compare the two regularly, they're they're so close. Why am I making a difference? <laughs> right. Or sometimes the healthy bowl is worse than the unhealthy. If I look at the ingredients, there's lots of healthy, and it is about the labeling, the name and the labeling. They put like uh, blues and greens, and there's a stalk of wheat or whatever on right. there. Yeah. And it has the cardiogram heart y- yeah. rate thing yep. on there. Exactly the heart rate thing. <laughs> yeah. I think that's an actual standard. The heart healthy deal. Although, I'll bet it's the based The jagged still. line, though, I don't think is, and they do that a lot. Oh, just, just kinda, like in the art? Just subliminally puts oh, in your mind, oh, that, yeah, this is a medical thing, right? Oh, yeah. this, that's Do- so clever. Yeah, and it has exactly the same sugar as Fruit Loops. Plus, Fruit bet, Loops, which are candy. <laughs> I'll bet a lot of that is based on the old, phony, bribe-resulted, resulted from bribes, uh, uh, nutritional standards that a lot of us grew up with. I'll tell you what, folks, you want to be healthy? Take in carbs all day long. And remember, sugar is good for you. Just stay away from that protein. It'll kill you. Frosted Flakes, part of your balanced breakfast. <laughs> yeah. But they aren't that much worse than a lot of the so-called healthy cereals. So that that's one of the things that gets me eating the crappy ones. Well, if I was going to eat that one, am I only able to this one? There are healthy cereals you can get, but... Yeah. Positive Sean discovered, uh, is it the Kirkland brand protein bars? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, these things are great. I actually I'm got, guessing I got they one have right a here. lot of fat in them, so you got to be careful. Unless you're doing the, the, the Atkins Keto thing, you know, you should only take in a certain amount of fat, especially saturated fat, but... It's got like seven grams of fat. I don't know if that's a lot or not, but it only has one gram of sugar, which is why I got them. Yeah. I thought that was... That's that, great. That's my I'll tell main... you what, you're going to avoid one thing. Make it sugar. Sugar, yeah, sugar. That's what I'm trying to sugar do. Sugar is the enemy of everything. It's poison. And and if you've known us for a long time, you are you know we're not that guy. We're not sanctimonious food lecturer guy. 
meat and taters. Um, but yeah, sugar's just terrible for you. And uh, you know, it's funny. I can't quite convince my wife. She humors me, but then buys the products. The artificial sweeteners, I'm thinking, are terrible for you. Oh, yeah. Gotta be. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Sweetheart, I love you. That's why I keep bugging you. I think this is interesting, and uh, I haven't heard the song yet, but Justin Bieber has a new song out about his anxiety, how bad his anxiety is. Is that right? And we've talked about this a lot. There's something going on that so many young people suffer from anxiety. And, uh, I mean, to the level of, like, need therapy or medication or whatever, and is it is it psychological and that we're making everybody crazy with stuff, or is, are our bodies not processing things the way they're supposed to? I'm not exactly sure, or both. You but know, anyway, I haven't talked about this much, but all three of my kids struggle with it, either a little or a lot. All three of them. And, you know, for what it's worth, they grew up in a very loving household, you know. So, who knows? I've got one that doesn't have it at all and one that has it off the charts, but... Um, it was something you rarely heard about back in the day. Uh, Justin Bieber's got a song about it because he's got it, and Ed Sheeran's on the... Boy, there's a couple for you that'll make a lot of money. Ed Sheeran's on the song with Justin Bieber because his wife uh, has got such an anxiety problem that she uh, takes medication and everything from. There's there's something horrific going on with human beings that is just not getting enough attention. The autism. Let's group that in sure. there. I don't know if it's legitimate to group it, but I, I just wonder... Well, yeah, yeah. Let's hope science is, uh, you know, working as fast as they can to figure this stuff out. How isn't this in the, like, top one or two national emergencies? Because it doesn't have anything to do with Trump. Yeah, and that's part of it. Trump had anxiety or something. Maybe that would help. Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. 